Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show at 11.50 a.m. KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. It's my joy to be on the air. And I have some breaking news. It rained this, this weekend. Hallelujah. Breaking news. It rained. And guess what? The air is clear. For all the people who believe the earth is flat and had a hard time believing me, but now <laughs> they believe the earth is wound and we need to work on, uh, on, uh, on climate change. I'm so happy to sort of see the rain, and I know you are, Mr. I, and I'm so glad I'm so glad that it rained, and uh, welcome to the show, and come on and give us an update, and I want to thank Eric, because um, Eric even said he was glad for the rain. He said, oh my God, everybody is. <laughs> well, after inhaling that smoke for a couple of months, uh, I was happy to see some <laughs> rain myself. Uh, it's, it's good to be able to go outside now and breathe without yeah. having any problems, because it was definitely burning my eyes my throat. I was having a serious problem, but yeah. uh, in yeah, one of my kids was too. I think Cun was having some problems. You know, I pretty much stayed in, but uh, and I was in my car. But he, he's outside. You know, people have to be outside a lot. That was having having difficulty too. Yeah. I was just going back and forth to the store, and it still got me. You know, just you know, <laughs> well, you say you were just going to the store. Yeah, yeah, it just got me. <laughs> I wasn't trying to walk around Seward Park and that, but some people oh, still yeah. did that too. Oh, yeah, they did. They did. They did. So, yeah. yeah well, from Harriet, I've been listening to the pundits a little uh, lately, and it looks like uh, Roe v. Wade is losing the momentum. And oh, yeah. It looks yeah. like all the angry women. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're, gonna, they're, some, they're not angry no more. They're not <laughs> they're angry because they have to pay more for the gas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. it looks like it's going to be a big, uh, it's not, it looks like it's going to be bad for the uh, for the blue people. I mean, because it looks like, uh, look, from, from what it looks like, unless you get an October surprise, something else happens between now and uh, uh, all the votes are counted. So, yeah, yeah, well, you know, uh, I, I think the Democrats really haven't done all they could. I mean, uh, I, I mean, and I do I do believe that that Trump is having some uh, some interference in the, uh, uh, with, uh, with societies, uh, uh, you know, and interfering with the gas, I mean, and the oil. I think, and then you got the Russians with with the war. So, I mean, he's in a perfect storm. And you know what happened with Carmen in a perfect storm? I mean, you know, hey, you kind of go down. So, um, I think we need to be prepared, especially especially us, especially the colored people, because that's who they're really coming after. See, so um, I think we better be prepared. Well, so, I, I mean, have I to say, Garland, I, I hope Garland gets something filed. I mean, because even if they take the house, they don't get sworn in until uh, until January. You still have November, December, and the first part of January to do some filing. I hope he does some filing. You know, I really does. Well, we're all hoping for some action, but I'm just uh, kind of well. I, I'm surprised that all this anger I saw from women over the Roe v. Wade overturning a Roe v. Wade seems like has dissipated. The other thing that uh, I consistently hear is that people are trying to use Black Lives Matter to be the equal of the January 6th oh, insurrection to overthrow the United States government. Yeah. Well, uh, Black Lives Matter did not kill any police officers. Black Lives Matter did not try to overturn the government. And I mean, that's that's one of the highest crimes in this country that you can commit. But some people are forgiven uh, when they do things like this. And it's really unfortunate because uh, if certain people take over, the democracy will, really will be at stake. So well, I think uh, I think the other thing, if anything, if they take over, who will liberate America? America liberated Germany. I mean, uh, who will America liberated Europe? Who will liberate us from these people? I mean, we don't have anybody. I mean, Canada is not coming. I mean, Canada might shut. Might, if, if something was coming in the sky and uh, and our system is compromised because Trump might have gave uh, might have gave the uh, all the codes away. I mean, they might they might help us out and shoot something down, but um, but we uh, yeah, this is where we are right now. No, and, you, have uh, to, you have to realize what's happening in Europe too. I mean, the right wing fascism is taking on Mussolini. I get the granddaughter, a relative of Mussolini, is now over Italy, and you have the same thing in the Scandinavian countries and in Germany and in France, where these fascists are stepping back up to the plate. And they're talking about expelling the immigrants. Well, one thing about this country, and a lot of new minorities are, might not be aware of, but uh, this is a nation of uh, Indians who've been here for thousands of years, immigrants and slaves. Okay, so if you just got here and still about a Statue of Liberty, you know, uh, don't be coming looking down your nose at black folks, because uh, 
they got 250 years of, of free labor from, from black folks from Africa. Okay. And then they're going to get upset when we say we want to be paid for our work. It's like right now, there's a push right now for the Native Americans uh, to get their land back. And uh, so, you know, it's this whole thing about, well, you black people want something for nothing. Died in every war, built this joint for free, as my daughter says, built this joint for free, and still uh, as second class citizenship. And now, you know, you have, a, a, I guess, a large Hispanic population that's supporting the Republicans. Now, you know, if they want to support Greg <laughs> Abbott and uh, uh, Rick DeSantis uh, with their stuff they're doing uh, to uh, refugees, then right on. But, well, you know, but it's hard for me to say that I can work with, with all people of color because we don't have all have the same agenda. Well, but but also a lot of the people, a lot of the Repub uh, Latinos might be uh, uh, rep uh, uh, supporting DeSantis but well, they might be the light uh, Latinos. I mean, the, the darker Mexicans are not really supporting him. I mean, the, the, really, the, the, that's the color difference in the hue. But I think the other things that we have to continue to see, uh, to say and to, and to work on, Marcus Garvey said, if we didn't organize for our own self-protection over 100 years ago, we would be annihilated. He also said you had a hip propaganda back with, hip, uh, with propaganda. We hit propaganda back, but we don't have the largest platform to be able to hit them back the way that it should be. I mean, every lie that they told uh, uh, ever since Reagan came, I mean, all those lies are still out there. And, uh, and those lies go down as, uh, as the truth. But one of the things that has happened to people, these people can see something with their own eyes and then deny it. I mean, because they didn't see Black Lives Matter in the Capitol. They did not. They might saw a sprinkling of some, uh, maybe a few people who might have been darker, but they didn't see Black Lives Matter then. Uh, they saw Confederate flags. Yes. And it's amazing that they can see with their own eyes and deny what they see. And I don't know what you do with people that way, other than other than clap back, and that's what we, that's what you're doing. You're talking back to say that's not true. But I mean, I don't understand why the Black Caucus have not been more vocal. I mean, it's like they had, it's like they're going to have, would have had four years that they pretty much squandered. I mean, because they could be on the airway in their own district all the time talking about stuff or either having a national press conference or something to, to push back on the things that's not true. Well, I've, I've heard quite a bit. I was at the Congressional Black Caucus uh, annual legislative conference. And, uh, uh, you know, the problem we have is that any everything they support like the rest of the Democrats, the Republicans oppose. Uh, the Republicans don't get charged with holding up anything. And the thing about it is that uh, uh, folks are so upset with Benny Thompson for being the chair of this January 6th commission, they don't know what to do. Uh, I just would hope that Merritt Garland would make some moves like you said earlier. That, yeah, needs, that's to right. that needs to happen. But that's uh, right. It needs to happen. I mean, he's been methodical. He's been great. Uh, he's tied all this stuff up. The uh, the, this January 6th uh, uh, committee, they did an excellent job. Uh, I mean, they, they got all the goods on uh, the things that they were able to garner. It's also helping the state of New York and all these other places. And uh, and, and Trump was running this like, like a, a mafia, like he was a mafia boss. And, and, and uh, <laughs> all these people were signing up to be do what the boss said do. And um, so I just hope that they have the courage because one thing about I know about why, why about colonial about the colonializers uh, uh, colonialization is that one thing they don't ever want to hold their people accountable. I mean they are good, but they want to hold us accountable because if this had happened in reverse, all those people would have been locked up by now. They no, would have been dead. dead. They would have well, been the, dead. Well, the one the capital people, police one officer said. If Black Lives Matter would have came down like January 6th, people did in the first place, they he said they would have been shot before they hit the first step. Well, and the yeah, fact is, the is that the FBI and the Sacred Service knew this was going to happen. They did not prepare for it because the president wanted to have this turmoil and this insurrection. That was that was directed. And that's what charged uh, Donald J. Well, Trump but, but, right but, but, now. But, 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 he was responsible for it. But the FBI and the, and the CIA violated the Constitution. They're not, their allegiance is not to Trump. Their allegiance is to the Constitution. And what he was doing was violating the Constitution. So all of those guys need to be fired so they can just go over there and be with Trump. Because well, the, 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 that, that, that's a tragedy. That, that's, a great, uh, that's a great tragedy. 
I mean, uh, you know, you hear all, you hear all these uh, all, all all this stuff going back to, to uh, all the way all the way back to John F JFK being assassinated and all these things and and how it was inside, how so many people knew about it, the new things that's going to happen. Now you see this and you say, oh, some of that stuff must have been true, because if you got the yeah, uh, if you have the the uh, FBI and Secret Service working with Trump against the American people, that's a real problem. Well, that it was pretty obvious that that was the case because uh, they even went so far as to try to Secret Service tried to get Mike Pence in a trial so they could get him away from the Capitol so he couldn't certify the election. But I guess yeah, but then he told him to take the hands off of him. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just saying we're it's a sad state of affairs in the country. That's all. Well, you story. know what it is, it is. But Eddie, you know, I look at it a different way also. Because you and I and our ancestors lived a hundred years under this. Yeah, that's true. I mean, well, we did. Oh yeah. I mean, it, no, it, I spent it, the first ten years of my life in Shreveport, Louisiana, and, uh, and 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 that's what we have to continue <laughs> to go back to because all the young people who are following this and uh, and, and and you don't want to be over there uh, with the Republicans. What I mean, they just don't understand what's happening. I mean, what it is like, and then it's not going to be only the black people who are who going to be suffering uh, uh, who they want to get. It's going to be all of the people who actually they deem it's not it's not it does not fit for life. And that'd be, you know, our gay brothers and sisters and all of those sisters. And then uh, uh, all the people who were immigrants and, and then us. So uh, so it'd be a large group of people. But the one thing that we still have, but we have not ever ex exercised uh, as fully as they did in Montgomery, Alabama, we still have our money and America is run on money. <laughs> and if that's all we're going to be left with after after the fall election, maybe we'll reevaluate how we spend our money because all of these corporations are, are supporting Trump. Well, absolutely, because uh, just all figured, when when Trump was in office, he gave them a two trillion dollar tax break, and right. you hear the Republicans consistently talking about, oh, they're big spenders, and the big and uh, the top one percent got the two trillion, and they right. bought their stock back, and so right. and they didn't pass on it to anyone, so. You know, but if that's what the majority of people want, you know, I guess uh, if that's what they want, that's what they're getting. Well, but but also, I I think I think what's happening all over the world uh, is that, especially in America, democracy or uh, this way of government uh, is slow. It's, it calls for collaboration. The other side don't want to collaborate. They don't want to work together. They just want to have it their way. And what's happening in the European country is racism. I mean, every all this is yep. based on racism. I mean, because because even with uh, with Hitler, it was based on race. I mean, you know, it was race. It, it, it was against the Jews because they didn't think that they were white, and then they came after them. So it's the same story. It's the same story again. And you know, history will repeat itself if you don't learn the lessons. And uh, the lessons wasn't learned. The Confederate flag was never banned in America. I mean, it was never banned. They lost the war. They lost the war and they made us sing, uh, look away to Dixie, uh, way down upon the Swanee River. <laughs> and they had, they had the Confederate flags everywhere. Well, they uh, used the Confederate flags and the Trump flags and American flags to beat the Capitol Police on January 6th. But I'm sure that uh, once the Republicans take over, if they do, all those folks will be pardoned. Uh, they, they oh, were they will patriots. Be. And, they will be, they, they yeah. will be pardoned. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, but what I can say, I mean, what I'm what what I'm grateful for that I've lived through a time like this before. I've lived through a time when they called us the N-word on the radio, the time when they wrote bad stuff about us, the time when you couldn't get a street light, the time when they took your taxes and gave it and, and put up things for Caucasians. I mean, no, no decent hospitals. I've lived through this before. And I do know that there's a spirit that has a God in the world, and that if we need that, we well, this is going. We're going to have to. For, we'll be forced to come together again. I mean, really and truly, we don't know how this is going to come out, uh, but I do know I've seen this before, and uh, it's the young people who haven't seen it, and it's the young people who might not know how to eat beans because they so they <laughs> they so used to eating something else, they might not know what a bean looked like <laughs> unless it's a refried bean, which is really good. So I mean, and I think I think we're gonna have to reorder ourselves and reorganize because we'll have to be the leader of this parade because they don't have no skills. Well, it's one thing that uh, people have to acknowledge is that had not been for Congressman Jim Clyburn, uh, Joseph Biden wouldn't be president. And the one thing that uh, 
uh, Clyburn demanded is to have a African-American woman on the U.S. Supreme Court. So that's one thing that's been delivered on. It's unfortunate, and it's fortunate she's there because she I can uh, light them up. She's a great voice. She she's can light voice. them up yes, on terms can, of rational and a lot smarter than Thomas. Thomas is at the top now because he's, he's been there 30 years, almost almost a generation. Do you know he's been there almost a generation? 30 mm, years. I tell you what, if he had to hear it with Anita Hill today, he'd never be a Supreme Court justice. No, 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 he did. No, me too. The Me Too movement would have got him. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm so happy that in 1993, the Martin Luther King's Holiday Celebration Committee, before they changed the name, we gave Anita Hill the uh, the uh, 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 the award for courage and valor and uh took it back it was during uh bill clinton's inauguration uh, right we, we couldn't get together right then but she got the award later then i got a chance to talk to her when she was here in 2000 2001 she was a speaker at the university of washington and her and this whole thing now about this uh, uh abortion rights issue is bringing her back to the forefront where it should be anyway. And hopefully all the women will listen to her and stand with the women yes. for have your rights to control your own body. I just can't <clears> imagine <throat> inflation could be cured, but losing your right to control your body will never be cured, especially if you got the wrong people in, in, in power. And the way it's looking right now, uh, the women are just going to be put on the back burner. But, and yes, they, they are. Not, That's they, right. And they'll be putting people in jail to try to perform right. abortions. Right. And what they're going to do is, like Lindsey Graham said, they're going to try to have a national, like Tiffany Smiley, when the rest of them, they're going to have a national abortion ban. And the women who are being silent and they want to continue to vote uh, against their interests can just go right ahead and do that. But that's what you're facing. You're facing inflation and gas prices can be cured, but controlling your own body, you will have one shot at it. And if the, if, the, if the Republicans get in, you can believe a national abortion ban is coming. And also the same-sex marriage ban is coming. Next thing you know, it'll be voting rights that'll be gone. Well, and, that, and that's what they want. But you know what? I'm not going to give them all of that. But I do know that history has shown us that the white woman was no one to, to, to depend on. 50% of white women owned slaves. And look how many women voted for, uh, voted for Trump. So, I mean, history is on. Our history has shown us at the end of the day, they might not be with us. And that's now, the, the women's the women's husband owned slaves because they were second class citizens in America. No, 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 no. <laughs> you had women who owned slaves too. Did, I mean, did. really, until they were not second class citizens during the Civil War. Okay. I mean, they owned they owned slaves, also, fifty uh, percent of them, and that's documented. So I'm not taking anything from them. Okay. I'm just telling the real All truth right. about that. Okay, yeah. So anyway, before before we before we leave, uh, uh, you know, before I let you go and you go, honey, have a rest, good afternoon. Community, we have a community meeting on Wednesday here uh, at the Liberty Bank um, community room uh, at six from six to seven thirty. And the topic of, of our, our meeting uh, is that what is the element of a safe community? The violence is escalating. Fifty people have been killed in Seattle, mm -hmm. uh, and I, I, I know that a lot of a lot of folks know that mothers has always supported the, the shot spotter. But there's opposition against it, uh, and the people who are a lot of people who might be opposed it don't live in our community. Uh, 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 Devine uh, uh, Pickett Jr. was shot right in front of his wife on uh, last Wednesday night, and then I guess the the uh, the guy who uh, the suspect had a rampage also shot somebody out there uh, in uh, in Rainier, uh, Rainier off of Rainier, uh, a businessman. So anyway, we have to come to terms and talk about how we're harming ourselves. We can talk about all this other stuff, yeah. but if we don't talk about how our community is harming one another uh, uh, and, and what we're going to do about it and what we're going to do about it, because we know what we know what the other people are going to do about it. They don't care. Exactly. We, have to, exactly. we, have to, we have to do this. This is our work. This is our community. Uh, and, uh, and we know that the, they showed us how they cared. I mean, this time then the Black Lives Matter didn't even come up. And this is Sawant District. Uh, and, and when she was campaigning before, she, when she got elected, before she, for the recall, she was down there talking to the post, with postman. She had them part of their campaign. She, had even, she didn't even give a statement about, you know, any, any condolence for the family. Now, this is Sawant. And, and she had the, the, uh, the, the pickets was on, as part of her campaign uh, when she was running uh, uh, before. 
Mm-hmm. And she couldn't even give a condolence. I mean, this tells you how they think about us. I think we need to wake up and understand how other people think about us and how people how people don't see us the same. They don't see us part of that. Well, uh, you, saw it, a lot, you saw that at the Los Angeles City Council meeting with the, with right. the labor leaders and the city council members. Right. I guess there's been a lot of turmoil because two of the city council members engaged in the racist, con- anti-Black conversation uh, would not resign. And uh, the, 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 <laughs> the president, she did resign. But I'm saying when you start talking about having coalitions and you got you got members of other ethnic groups doing that, I mean, do they really think that's going to endear them to white people? It's I, not going to do it do. at all. Well, it's not going to well, do it at all. It's not about endearing them to to the Caucasian. It's about it's it's about that that the rhetoric that people have been trained on is that we're not human. We're not human beings, and and there's nothing you can do for the Negro to 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 civilize them. I mean, that's, a, that's the piece that we have to come to terms and understand. That's why people coming to this country not liking us because it's all over the world. It's something wrong with us uh, until, uh, until we can do something about that. No, they don't want it, but they, but they want to use the laws that we passed. Every law in this country that made America better came from us, came from our blood, our sweat, our tears, and people who got murdered. Every program, all the minority business program was started by black folks, okay? That's right. And then when the minorities got too big of a piece of the pie, they put white women into the federal That's program. That's right, exactly. And that's exactly, exactly. how they use And then again, we see, you see you see how the white women, but, but that's the piece we have to understand. Yeah, so that yeah. doesn't mean they're going to be on our side right now because really, uh, because really affluent white women can always get an abortion. I mean, really, I mean, affluent white women can get an abortion. I mean, that, that they could always do that. It's the poor women and the poor women probably be voting against their own self-interest. But the affluent women always got a private doctor. They always got some place to go. Just well, like, I want to like, see like uh, uh, I guess a lot of the, the things that Biden had in the, in uh, the last large bill, reducing the cost of insulin and stuff like that. Uh, when the other party take over, those prices will go back up. And I don't want nobody crying to me that didn't vote, okay? I, I, I can't hear you. And if you voted the wrong way, I really can't hear you. So it, it's, well, not, it's not in our best interest. Because well, and, and, but, but you know, you know I'm, I'm Mr. Rye, people leave. Humanity learns their lessons in two different ways. They can learn it through love or learn it through suffering. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's, those are the two ways that people wake up. You have to wake up in the world. And sometimes suffering is what wake people up. They wake up to have a different eyes and they can see they can see a different road. And so I don't know which way it's going to go in America, but I'm choosing the road of love. That's the road I'm going to stay on. Like Martin Luther King said, hate was too heavy a burden. He was going to stick with love. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stick with love. But I don't know what I don't know what it's going to be. But I do know I know who makes the sun come up. And that's where I always go back to. We got always, always remember too in in Washington State we didn't have affirmative action for twenty three years and that oh, was detrimental to black folks. And and that, that, that's what they have as a as the, as the party Democratic Party uh, uh, analysis. Uh, Gary Locke. I mean, he was on there last night. I didn't watch the debate, but he he and uh, uh, Rob McKenna and Rob McKenna was a Republican, but he was the only person that did something to five care service. Uh, and I was listening. I was I looked at Gary Locke and I said, "You the reason why we didn't have affirmative action." That's right. You the reason why. You the reason why to make sure that the that the black people could not have anything. Well, people, remember, people can't re- forget though. The father of affirmative action was a black Republican by the name of Dr. Arthur A. Fletcher, but they, he was not a Tim Scott or a Clarence Thomas or any of the other uh, Trump-loving Negroes. Dr. Fletcher fought for us to have our fair share, and I went to many many meetings with him, even with Alan Greenspan about. Uh, us uh, descendants of African-American slaves receiving our fair share and fair opportunities. So that's one one Republican that I will always admire. Well, but you had the Lincoln Republicans because you know, before uh, FBR, a little after FBR, Black people, when they could vote, they voted Republican because Lincoln freed the slaves. So they that's said, right. and, um, but this Republican Party now is the Dixocrat Party. It's just exactly. like it was. It was like the party that you grew up under uh, and uh, before you left the state, and the party that I grew up under until I was 18 years old, Strong Thurmond uh, uh, and, and Jesse Hams, they did not like uh, uh, us at all. Strong Thurmond did break that girl and get, get an app, but, you know, she had that. He paid, he paid for a paid, paid way through college, too. 
Oh yeah, oh yeah. And so he he was special. He liked the one, but she but he took advantage of the uh, of the black girl. I, I, George Washington we, liked him, Thomas Jefferson liked him, John <laughs> Adams liked him. So I mean, come on now. At, at Mount Vernon, they were the, the slave folks were kept right underneath the big house in Mount Vernon. You go there to where George Washington lived, you'll see. And he didn't have no yeah. business with Martha. <laughs> well, I tell you, Mr. Wright, it's gonna it's gonna take all of us. And now this is an opportunity to wake up black people who absolutely been out there doing all this other stuff because somebody told them that they could or so they, they picked up guns and stuff and now they harmed themselves. But now it's time for them to wake up because see, they don't know what might be coming and they got to wake up. We need all hands on deck. That's what we need right, right now. And that's what I'm calling for. All right, Mr. Bai, it's been great talking to you. And I love that you're looking, that you're looking healthy there and good. And I, and I know your wife had a birthday last week and I hope she had a good time. All right, everybody need to vote. If you got your ballot turned in right away, don't wait. All right, then. Thank you. And I'll, I'll tell you, remember Mother's Meeting is, uh, is uh, October 26th, uh, Wednesday from 6 to 7.30 at 1405 24th Avenue. See you there. Be there. Come on out and let's change this. Thanks. That's Angela Raya's birthday. I can't make it. She's flying in town to have dinner with well, her. I, well, you tell us. We say, hey, well, Sunday, yesterday was Hiram's birthday. My oldest son right. passed away. All right. Well, hey, you have a great time with your lovely daughter and your family. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you. You listen to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm host from Walden. I'll be right back. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at virtueshealing.com. That's virtueshealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at virtueshealing.com today. You may not realize how important three letters can be. For a patient who needs type A, B, or O blood, these letters can mean life. But there simply aren't enough people giving blood. Every two seconds, someone in the U.S. needs it. But only about 3% of the population donates. Without more donors, hospitals may not have the blood needed to save lives. That's why the American Red Cross needs people to help restore the A's, B's, and O's that are depleting each day. When you make your appointment to donate blood at redcrossblood.org forward slash missing types, you can help give strength to kids parents, and grandparents who face life and death challenges. From cancer patients to accident survivors waiting for critical surgeries, your generosity can give someone more life. Don't wait until the letters A, B, and O are missing from hospital shelves. You are the missing type patients need. Visit redcrossblood.org forward slash missing types or call 1-800-RED-CROSS to make your donation appointment today. Hi, this is Dr. K. Mahina Intron, inviting you to tune in on Mondays on 1150 KKNW at 5 p.m. to Dr. K's Attuning to Your Abundance where we honor everyday abundance through positive messages, poetry, music, affirmations, and writing exercises. For more information, contact drkworkshops at gmail.com or Facebook, Dr. K's Abundance. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. Are you listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM, KKNW? That's my. I, that's one of my favorite songs. I'm just. I'm your host, from Walden. It's my joy to be on the app. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much, Eric. I'm going to bring on my next guest. She's just fabulous. She's international now. I'm going to bring on Miss Felicia Cross, uh, and uh, she's going to talk to us about her, uh, our trip. Uh, she's been going all over the country, but now she's also got something international at conference. She went over uh, in, in fabulous place. How you doing, Miss Cross? I'm good. Thank you for having me. How are you today? Well, you know, it rained. It's uh, so, you know, it rained. <laughs> Lord, let it rain. <laughs> I love rain anyway. I mean, I love rain because it slows me down. I mm. mean, I, there's something about the rain I, I like, and I, I do love rain. I love the rain and the wind. I well, you're in the right it. place. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, so I'm happy uh, that it has rained, and now people understand the value of clean air. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> the value the value of clean air and why we necessary. So, but I'm, I'm jazzed about that. And I know that you, uh, you've just uh, been around the world. And uh, <laughs> so I just let you, so come on and give us an uh, update what you did, what you did the last week, the last uh, seven days and, 
Uh, and uh, I know you, you actually was a keynote on the international stage. Okay, I'm yes. Just, so, yeah, I was yes. so proud of you. Thank yeah, you so much. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so let's, let's tell us all about it. Well, I'll start with um, the trip to to Texas. We went, okay. uh, the whole team, um, uh, the team, uh, the CPC went to the IAC. I want to say what that is. The Community Police Commission, uh, okay. the whole team. We had new employees, had an opportunity to take part in the International Association of Chief of Police Conference mm-hmm. in, in Dallas. And it was it was a really good. Um, it was my first time going to that conference. Um, although I knew a lot of people there, um, but it was my first time attending that particular conference. And it was exciting because I've been. I am a subject matter expert in community policing um, and community engagement with with IACP. Although I've never been to the conference. Um, Crytek is the name of the the. Um, consulting firm I'm working with. And I've done several projects with them. But uh, in particular, I've been working on a, uh, me and another uh, retired New York police officer, Been we've been working on a curriculum for uh, training for first line officers that'll, that'll be an international training to roll out. And it was really interesting. I didn't know that this was going to happen. But they had, they launched the the uh, training curriculum at the conference. So that was exciting. I got to go meet the people I've been working with for the last several months uh, in person. So that was fun. And mm-hmm. to hear to hear more about the project. Uh, so that was I, uh, IACP. And, and was and it, it well attended? Do we have any local people there that went? Oh, my I goodness. Mean, I, I mean, uh, you know, local uh, law enforcement people that we might know. Yes, uh, Chief Bess was there. Uh, Chief Diaz was there, and actually, uh, um, Chief Kathleen O'Toole. She was the first person I, I ran into. <laughs> so it was good wow. to see her too. Yes, yes. What, were, what about King County? In the sheriff was that there? Any, that didn't have any police in the sheriff there, right? Just police I'm not sure. I'm not okay. sure. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know mm-hmm. a lot of the King County sheriffs, so they're. Possibly, but it, I think I don't know how many thousands of people were there, but it was oh really very well attended. And the thing wow. I re- thing I really liked about it was that it was people from all over the world. Um, so was, was there more people there than there was at uh, at Nico? Oh yes, yes, <laughs> many, many more. <laughs> Too bad I didn't go on that one. Too bad yeah. I didn't go on that one. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you could just tell, you know, that the a lot of people from you know international places. I even got a chance to meet two of the uh, legal attaches um, for for the uh, embassy for the Dubai embassy, and okay. and I was so excited because I was like, oh, I'm leaving tomorrow, going to Dubai. So that was fun, and they gave me their card. Mm. And it was like, if you need anything, here's our card. So. Um, yeah, that was that was uh the first few days of my um whirlwind of a trip. <laughs> so uh then I left and went to Dubai on the 18th. Um first time flying international, first time being on a I could never in my life imagine being on a plane for 15 hours. I just could never even think about it. But I would I just want to tell you a little bit more about how this opportunity came about for me. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a scam at first. When I first got the um, invite, I was like, oh, who's going to send for me to go to Dubai, you know? And I had some people look into it for me and, and it was it was a legitimate offer. And it, um, so I, you know, they I asked the lady, I said, well, how did you come about my name? And she said, well, we did our research on Seattle and and um, your name kept coming up, so it was really, uh, it was really humbling and, and an honor to be recognized just from my work, not in association with any other um, organization or job or work that I do um, by name. So that was exciting. Um, I had no idea just how big this this uh, conference was going to be. So it was the Dubai Police Department. And this was their second annual community policing dialogue. I was the keynote speaker. I spoke first. Um, they so well received. 
um, had beautiful hotel accommodations. Who gets to go to Dubai for free? And <laughs> so um, they they welcomed me back. Well, let's go, Maya, because I don't think he's has. He's been yeah. there this time. Just live there, there in uh, Abu Dhabi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, it, the funny thing too is, you know, just in my in my own spirit, I've always thought to myself, if I was to ever go anywhere international, knowing that I would never get on a plane for thinking that I would never get on a plane for that long, um, Dubai was the one place, the number one place I wanted to visit. What As, was what was it? What was it about Dubai you wanted to go see? I I love the the culture of the people. And I um I knew that the the you know like the architecture was very different and mm -hmm. you know just just uh and I and I I know a couple of people that are from there and so just listening to the culture and and the and the difference um man I tell you I I, I can say now I think everybody should take at least one international trip somewhere. <laughs> That yeah, broadens your horizon, doesn't it? When you go and see other people, uh, yes. and other foods. Uh, and I knew at one time, I think uh, Ezel's was in conversation about having a, a chicken, Ezel's chicken in, in the international airport there. But I don't know if that, that probably didn't go all the way. But I know at one time they were thinking about that. So <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that's not off the table because uh, the, most of the places they had Wendy's and McDonald's and Starbucks everywhere. And so a lot of the places that we do, Pizza Hut, uh, all of those same, same, um, Places yeah, because Americans are funny sometimes. They still want a taste of home. Uh -huh. So they'll go buy Starbucks or they'll buy, uh, you know, a, a, a Pizza Hut or something else. And then they're, they're not going to pass up a good steak either. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so the, the hotel I was staying in was above the, the, um, the, the mall of the emirates so okay. it was a, a, yeah it was right above the mall so i was able to just go downstairs and walk around and window shop and i did do probably way too much shopping i'll get my bills later i'm sure did you have to cover your head <laughs> nope and okay. um everything i had read about or to try to prepare myself for to be you know considerate of, of, mm -hmm. of the culture none of this none of the things that I uh, thought or read about were true. I mean, it was, it was just sh people, girls had on shorts, shorts and flip flops. And it was uh, no, no different in that sense than being here at home. You probably um, couldn't go into the mosque. You probably couldn't no. go into the house of the house of worship without being covered. Absolutely. And that's where they, mm -hmm. that's where the line is drawn. Um, mm -hmm. And that's in Abu Dhabi. Um, so, but the, but the one thing is that it is safe. They, they, keep tell, they tell you all the time, it's safe, safe, safe. Um, they don't have any other, like the gun violence, the, um, the, in the gold, where the gold is sold. The guy told me that um, I had a driver that took me everywhere. And oh, a driver? Yes, oh I did. Now I was going back and drive herself. Oh my goodness. <laughs> She's having a hard time driving herself. Yes. <laughs> I had can you, get, I, can you get used to having a driver in your life? <laughs> you know, it was funny because I kept getting in and out of the car and forgetting that uh that was he was supposed to do. <laughs> I'm not um, used to I wasn't used to having a driver. But it so was if you go uh, back again, you'll be you'll be acclimated to the culture. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. But they treated me really like royalty. I, I have never been um so well received and so important in a in a facility. Um the people so they wouldn't the, have a lot of guns in the because it's not a democracy, it's something else, but they mm -hmm. wouldn't have a lot of guns because the guns would not be available to the right. The guns are available to Americans and you yeah, know, and they, and they 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 want to buy them all up, and maybe one day they would, one day they'll not okay. want to buy them all up. But um, right now, so yes, yeah, a different country, I can imagine. Yes, uh, but they have a lot of moral uh, laws there, yeah. they, they, <laughs> yes, and and I think that's the difference. <laughs> I think that's well, a lot of the difference. The, the, the religion. And, and what the people want here in America is that that's what they want. The people who, mm. who actually want to be elected, they want the government. They want they want religion to run the government. Mm. OK, um, I, I, and that's, the, I, 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 you know, that that's what's happening there. Moral laws come from come from their religion, you mm -hmm. know, because the state can't make moral laws. But 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 the uh, 
But if if the state and the religion are one, then you can. And that's really what the so-called evangelicals want. Mm-hmm. They want they want they they want their interpretation of the Bible to absolutely be run be the government of, of America. See, and that's right. what that's so. <laughs> yeah, well, they don't play with them. <laughs> they don't play down there because they. I, I guess they will lock you up. Mm-hmm. Where about where and um in Dubai, yeah, with you oh, know, yeah. oh yeah, violate. they will lock you up. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, that they were like to say Omar lived there several years and mm-hmm. he worked in Dubai. I mean, because I think I think Abu Dhabi is like 30 miles from uh, uh mm-hmm. from uh, Dubai or something like that. I mean, and he used to send postcards all the time. Um mm-hmm. when he would tell people, you know what, listen, if you're gonna wild out here, you better do it here in uh Dubai, because if you go to Abu Dhabi, if you get arrested, it ain't no you're not gonna get an arraignment tomorrow, you're <laughs> not gonna get out of jail, you're gonna sit there. <laughs> right. And they and another thing too, like like I ate at the Cheesecake Factory. One they don't sell they don't sell alcohol at the no. restaurants. You don't mm-hmm. you you can't I don't know I didn't see any alcohol in the stores or anywhere. So that's that was another thing um <laughs> that was different <laughs> than here. Oh so, uh, yeah. Well it's probably like the blue laws used to be in the south. They didn't sell nothing on Sunday. You know, right. it was all everything was everything was shut down and uh on Sunday, uh, yes. Sunday was the holy day, uh, but it stopped being holy when they got the malls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they it's still like that in Texas. Oh, really? They, yeah, still blue, blue Sundays. Oh, really? Okay, mm-hmm. okay. I didn't. I thought all the states had moved from that, so it's no shopping. It's no. It's no. A script. It's no malls open on Sunday, and Mm-mm. so that means everybody got to get it done by Saturday night. Yep. Mm. That's how yep. it was when I was growing up. Get it done by Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, that's how Louisiana Louisiana was like that too when I was growing up. But yeah, they what they're they're not they're not like that quite anymore. Well, let's take a break and then come back and you tell us what you said in your keynote address, and then we'll talk about some of the issues here in Seattle. We're gonna okay. take a break. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show. We'll be right back. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for wisdom and wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at virtueshealing.com. That's virtueshealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at virtueshealing.com today. Hi, I'm Arielle Winter. If you're anything like me, your pets are not only your best friends, they're part of your family. American Humane, which has been rescuing animals like Cleo here for more than 100 years, has life-saving tips that can make a big difference before, during, and after disasters such as hurricanes, tornadoes, floods, or wildfires. So when disaster strikes, you want to be prepared to protect them. Be sure to microchip or tag your pets. Never leave them behind in a major crisis and be sure to have an emergency kit ready in your home at all times with a pet crate or carrier, leash, blanket, ID, and medications, their water bowl, and 7 to 10 days worth of food. To find out how to protect your entire family during a disaster and help our best friends in their worst times, please visit AmericanHumane.org. Talk radio that will get you thinking. Alternative Talk, 1150. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM. KKNW, I'm your host, Reverend Walters. My joy to be on air. Thank you, Eric. Thank you so much for that music. I'm going to bring my guest back in. It's Miss Felicia Cross. She's an international traveler <laughs> and around, almost around the world. <laughs> so tell us about the keynote. You were the speaker. So what was the highlight? What was the things you talked about? Oh, so I I talked about defining community and 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 what's the definition of community and that, you know, it the community is everybody. So so I just kind of broke that down and went into, you know, not excluding certain people, the the youth and in and uh, civilian staff and, you know, people just to include everybody because it takes all of us to make the community um, the best that it can be. And so that was basically my, um, I gave a couple of, uh, you know, stories and, um, we talked about living, being a lifelong member of one community and, and, uh, and what that means and the investment and, and, and just 
um, how much it means to me to be a part of my community. And and um, there was probably about 300 or so people there. And yeah, and then it was all day. So it was, it was from eight to four in the a- afternoon. And I was the top speaker and it was kind of it was kind of strange because I um some dignitary came in with his big entourage and they had all the seats right in the very front of the stage and they sat down and and then I got up and did my speech and once I did once I finished my speech they all got up and they left and it was just like they came just to hear me it was just uh very interesting uh just a very interesting experience um and then they had we broke up we broke down into um into uh, table talks round table talks and mm-hmm. i said i sat at the table with the it was probably about 10 women they all had their black on and they were all wrapped up but all of these women were bomb squad they worked on the bomb squad they worked on um criminal investigations it was amazing to hear them talk about their they were work. All law enforcement women then yeah yeah they have a whole a whole squad of women and and they just yeah. talked about some of their challenges so yeah it was right. it was just an awesome experience and i got a was grant given a beautiful award that came in a case I, so uh I, I posted a lot of pictures on facebook the whole yeah, time well, I'll, I'll check them out, check <laughs> them out. so this yes this, i'm just so happy for you uh, to have had that experience and uh, thank you for this opportunity mm. oh of course of course because i want people to know about it uh, and uh, we, uh, we do have a podcast, so you can also let people know that they can hear, go go to two, uh, to 11.50 a.m. KKNW, and they could also listen to the show okay. uh, for people who are not listening today. <laughs> uh, they can, so, so it's not going away, so, so you'll be able to, uh, to uh, send people to it. Um, so, um, so if you could, you know, I don't like to say choose one thing. So if you could choose like two or three things, what, what would be the high- highlight? of you going to the a conference here, I mean, the conference in America, and then the conference over there, and then we'll switch gears and talk about the other, uh, the other things I want to talk about. Um, the highlight here in doubt, Dal- the conference in Dallas was to see the work that I had put into this project I've been working on for several months, to see it on the big screen and to, for, to hear how it's Did they have your to- name down there on it too? No, um, it, name my on? name is in the credits of it. Okay, that's what I mean. Yeah. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. And and then for Dubai, I I can't pick one thing. It was just no I, no no. If you can pick two, I'm probably <laughs> better than most people. I I have to say that um, just I had I was not used to being treated so the accommodations. Was, yes, accommodation was the high high step high yes. cotton name. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and the award. The award is is it was just and I'm on. I mean, it was just everything. Everything. It really was. I, 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 it was a once in a lifetime, a life changing, life altering experience for me. Well, I, I'm glad because getting on that on that airplane was a little intrepidation. We had some little trepidation about that. A and, whole lot, and it, all, and, and it all worked out for you. And so I'm just so I'm so happy for you. You know, I, I'm happy about that. And um, and it will it won't be the last trip. You, this is probably opening up another door for you. Can happen yes. to a nicer person. Thank you, you so much. It. So now I just want to a little brief updates here before we uh, before we get off the air today. Mother's community meeting is Wednesday night uh, at the Liberty Bank uh, community meeting building uh, at 1405 24th Avenue from 6 to 730. And our topic is what are the elements of a safe city, a safe community? And we're going to be talking about community harm because we know one side that people are going to say, well, the police are going to be going to say we're going to say, yeah, we're going to put that on here already. But what is the elements of safe community that we can create? I mean, because a lot of people have been killed. Yep. Um, and um, and the pickets down there. And also, we're going to call out Sawant because this is her district. When she was uh, running for uh, for election uh, uh, to be reelected, uh, she was uh, the postman. They supported her. Yes. She couldn't even give a condolence to the family or condolence to the community. And so we have to come to terms that, that this is a psychological war against yes. us. And we have to understand that we, we have to gird up for war in a different way because I don't think people understand this is psychological. I mean, she ran on this district. She had these people on her campaign, right. on her literature, and she couldn't give a condolence. So what right. kind of hard condition is that? Those are the kind of things we're going to talk about. We're also we're going to talk about how we harm ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have to talk about this harm. Absolutely. I mean, I've been doing this work for a whole generation. And the class of 90 took a hit. 
Pastor 93 took a hit. And all these people that was harming us in the, in the 90s, some of those people went to jail. But some of those people are still walking around here. It, was, mm-hmm. not, it has not been a lot of solved, a crime solved. And we're going to talk about that piece because the right. social scientists said that we didn't, we didn't care if we didn't live in a, a safe community. We didn't care if our community was like it is today. And, and so people have internalized all of this narrative on mm-hmm. how people think about it. All this is social engineering. People have been engineered to believe that they have to be this way. You never have to pick up a gun. Right. Well, people, I, I, mean, I just came from a country that... <laughs> well, they don't have guns. You can't yeah. compare, you can give them right. I'm just saying, no just to be in an atmosphere, right? Or being safe, because mm-hmm. you know what? Because see, when I'm up way up north in Canada, way up uh, Nelson, I go there often. And now they've dropped all these whatevers. I can, <laughs> I can go again. Uh, but um, up in Nelson, as I felt, I mean, I, I, I know how you feel because it was yes. in Nelson when I first felt safe, yeah. way up in the Kootenai Mountains. And I said, oh my God, look at this. I mean, you know, my, my nervous system stopped being nervous. And so you had 24 hours, 48 hours of being in a place where your nervous system was not upset. Right. Because our nervous system has never, ever stopped being upset since we've been in this country so you know we're going to talk about that i uh, uh, what what can what, what can we do because it is us that have to turn this around nobody else i mean then i nobody says right now black lives matter okay <laughs> nobody's saying that even like i said so one the mayor did offer did, did a nice statement because mm-hmm. the mayor knows the family right I mean, you know the family i mean if yeah. you've been here long enough it's a picket family i mean it's her it was the mr picket the grandfather who was the mailman and a postman, and that's why the store is called the postman and, and mm-hmm. tribute to him. Um, and that's so let's I believe that this is going to be the greatest opportunity we're going to ever have to turn this around. Yes, I, I was, uh, you know, I was away, but uh, to see the community come out the way they did, um, at the for the vigil is you know, why can't we do this more? Not when something happens, but to turn to turn our city around, just like you said, we got to come together. We can do this. See, we can do we it. Can program. We can do. It. I mean, we're the descendants of the people who's who who made it. We, I mean, we got it in our DNA to do this because we are the descendants of the people who made it. Everybody's yes. children didn't make it to be here. Some right. people's children died, but we made it here. I mean, so we we have what it takes to make it. And, and we got it. We have to start. Um, you know. People, people gonna have to start opening up their mouths. If you know your kid is out here doing wrong, that's right. That's right. It's that's gonna have to right. start at your house. At your house, okay, and really and truly, I, I because it, that's that's right. We got to start at the home. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and 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 also we need the churches to be back open. Okay, really and truly, say you know, and, and actually either be out on the streets, or then we need all the groups that got all the money, right? <laughs> right, know, to be more visible. And also, I just want to let people know on November 10th, we're having our Mother's Justice Breakfast, the Thurgood Marshall Mother's Justice Breakfast. We're giving uh, Gabe Galando uh, our, our first annual um, Thurgood Marshall Award. Uh, uh, he's a great attorney. Uh, and now uh, you just agreed to be the mistress of ceremony. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're just rolling on in that. It's going to be at 7 o'clock at Esquire Club. There's going to be plenty of parking because you can park across the street over there. In that little parking area, also, and then you can still park on the street. So, we were excited. We were excited. Yes. And I'm really excited for you. I just see the, all the doors of the universe opening for you. You know, I mean, uh, hey, you can walk through them. Mm-hmm. You, you, when you eat now, you break the plate. So, you don't have yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, no real, no real, real, real responsibilities other than taking care of yourself and, and that stuff. So, it's just wonderful. I want to appreciate you. you for being on my show today. And they're bringing us all this good, cheery news. Because <laughs> thank you, my, you're welcome. Thank you. Remember the mothers' meeting on Wednesday, October 26th, between six and seven thirty, fourteen oh five, twenty fourth Avenue, Seattle, Washington. Come on out. Let's work. Let's work this. You're listening to the Mothers Justice Show on eleven fifty a.m. KKNW. I'm your host, Swim Walden. I love being on there. <laughs> Talk to you next week. Thank you. <laughs>